Hello everybody, it's Delnell with another episode of Watching the Webhead and today we have two small little updates. Oh, actually one of them is pretty big, I would say. Medium-sized, maybe? Uh, anyway, uh, we've got two pieces of uh, updates for the uh, Homecoming 3 movie, um, Spider-Man Homecoming 3. As we know, the temporary title is uh, being used. And uh, let, let's go over them. So the first one I want to talk about is uh, we've got some pictures of the set. Um, and we're drawing conclusions here that this is a movie that's meant to... Okay. So as you know, the movie is coming out <clears throat> December of 2021. And obviously, a lot of movies that come out during that month, not a lot of movies, but there are quite a number of movies that aim to uh, kind of showcase that time of the year that it's being released, right? So some movies, you know, some summer movies that come out during the summer, they want to portray that it's happening right then and there, but... Odds are they were filming that movie during the winter. You know, it's kind of one of those things that's kind of funny about how those movies work uh, and the movie magic and effects and things like that. So you could create an environment um, that may or may not be legit. Now, reports are saying that apparently Spider-Man Homecoming 3 is supposed to be a Christmas movie. Now... Here's why I'm slow to take that in. Um, we don't necessarily know if it's meant to be some kind of Christmas movie. I don't think it is. I think that it could be taking place during the Christmas, you know, the holiday season. That's fine. But the reality is they're filming it during this holiday season. And I mean, you can say, oh, well, you know, they could go out and, you know, when they rent out these buildings and they're on set and all of these different things, they could just take out the uh, decorations and things like that. Um, so, I mean, you could say, yeah, they purposefully are making it a holiday movie. But I, I mean... I think what what was the last movie that had snow in it? The M the last MCU that had snow in it, I think was, was probably Iron Man three. I can't remember another movie. Now when did Iron Man three come out? Like by month, not necessarily year, but because I'm thinking to myself. Okay, now Iron Man 3 was released in uh, May, okay? So there was all of this snow, all of this, you know, cold, wintry element to the movie. Um, and yet... It came out in May. So, you know, 
people don't care. You know, producers don't care when a movie gets released or whatever it is. They only care about what they want to portray in that movie. Now, coincidentally, Spidey is coming out during that time of the year. And so, you know, you're looking at the set and you're saying, oh, there's snow on the set. There's this, there's that. But that's just what it is. It's that time of the year that they're filming it. And I mean, again, they could have easily, obviously, they could have um, snow blowers. They could have melted snow and ice out of the way. They could have taken down decorations. They could have made it look legitimately like it was hot outside. But I think the fact that they were filming it during that time, they probably said, you know what, let's just make it a cold movie. You know, let's just, you know, it's one thing to have to act like it it would be kind of worrisome, right? If you had all of this outside, outdoor scenes happening and you're trying to portray that it's hot outside when it's not, and then... Now you got these actors out here in shorts and this and that in 30, 40 degree weather. It's not going to work. You know, if, if, if you want it to be a certain temperature, there are methods and tricks and things. Like they could have had a big giant series of heating lamps to put on the actors to serve as lighting and as heat at the same time. They could have done that. But ultimately... The time of the year that you film a movie is usually the theme of that movie. Like, you're going to, like, if you want a summer movie, odds are you're going to film it during the summer. Right? There's so many different things that you can do when you're, when you're true to nature. Okay? You know, summer days look different than winter days. They just do. Like, you know, and again, you can change things up with lighting. And, and I've done lighting professionally. Like, I know a lot of the tricks and different things that you could do to deceive the eyes of the viewer and say, oh, this is what time it is. Just like there are plenty of scenes that are shot during that's supposed to be sunrise. They could be shot, you know, sunset. But with the right combination of effects and lighting and things, you could make it look like a sunrise, you know. So there are things, but again, at the end of the day, it's harder to pull it off if there's no sun. It's harder to pull off a sun. Now it's like, okay, we're running out of time for the shot. We're going to have to do it tomorrow, you know, and things like that. So just because the set shots show a winter element doesn't necessarily mean winter holiday element doesn't necessarily mean that that's their purpose it's just we're filming it during this time so that's what the movie's just gonna be it's gonna be cold during the movie like that's that that's kind of what i'm thinking so i don't think it's a huge thing but at least you have an idea of what the setting and the background will look like once we see the movie, 
you know, oh, okay, you know, it's, it's going to be cold. But it's going to be cold when we see the movie in the first place. So, I did, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll match. It'll be like, oh, wow, cool. It's just like real life, you know. But eh, who cares? It's not a deal breaker. There's plenty of movies that come out at different times of the year that show a different season. You know, the theme of that movie is during a different th- a season, you know. So, movies that come out during the summer, winter theme movies. Movies that come out during the winter are summer theme movies. You know, it, it happens. That's just how it goes sometimes. It's just, it's more of when you're recording the movie, I feel like. Um, so, you know. Uh, another example before I move on. Another example is if you really want it, like if you're shooting a film in July and you really want some snow, you go to a climate that's usually cold and get some shots of snow and, you know, like it, it's, you know, so you can make things work. Uh, you know, you can create when you want it, but it's also sometimes just we're recording it at this place and at this time, this is what's happening. So that's what we're going to do with that. And, you know, now the next piece of news, which I think is more exciting than anything, is <clears throat> Charlie Cox. Um, he played Daredevil in the Netflix uh, shows. And let me just, you know, say right now, in case you don't understand the relationship between the Netflix Marvel shows and the overall MCU. Now, they are considered part of the MCU. Those Netflix shows are considered part of the MCU. It's like a weird extension type of thing where it's like, yeah, they're here, but like the MCU doesn't really acknowledge their existence. But they give like little, you know, the Netflix shows gave little Easter eggs and hints about we know what's going on in the MCU. So that's kind of how you can see that connection, but it's not always obvious. So what happened was the Netflix shows, they had four, they had the rights to basically five main characters, right? They had Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and The Punisher, right? Eventually, they did, you know, all 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 this. It was like a TV version of the Avengers. They all had their solo seasons. Then they had a team up, which was uh, kind of a disaster. And then they did a couple more solo seasons. And then Netflix and Disney decided we're not. This agreement is no longer happening. And so now. There was a clause in the contract that said when the deal was over, a certain period of time had to pass before Disney could actually use those characters. Um have the rights to those to use those characters in their media. Now I think it was a two year window, but I, I don't remember one hundred percent. It was like a I think it was a two year window. And um, because, was it Daredevil? I think Daredevil was, I forget who was canceled first. It might have been Daredevil. I'm not 100% sure on that either. 
Um, either way, Daredevil gets canceled, and then the two that time starts clicking for two years, and now Marvel is allowed to use Daredevil. And if you've watched that series, Charlie Cox was brilliant in that series, both as Matt Murdock and as Daredevil. So a lot of fans during this waiting period were like, we need him in MCU. We need him in there. And Disney apparently agreed and said, you're right. We will get him in there. And that's what this news is about. Apparently, uh, Charlie has finished shooting his all of his stuff. Whatever it is, he's done filming his stuff for Spider-Man Homecoming 3. Um, now, obviously at this point, we're wondering what is his role? What is he going to be doing? In a movie that's bloated with so much going on, are we really about to have Daredevil out here kicking butt too? Like, what's happening? So, the common theme, ever since uh, the second Spider-Man came out, Far From Home, ever since that came out, and the big reveal, oh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. A lot of people have been saying that we won't really see Daredevil so much as we'll see Matt Murdock. And we're thinking Matt Murdock is going to be the lawyer, of course, to Peter Parker <clears throat> as he deals with the fallout from the credit scene, basically credit scene, of um, Far From Home. That's what we're leaning at right now. That That's what it's looking like. A lot of the articles that I read when they do their theories of connect dots, that's kind of the underlying theme. Um, we don't, no one really expects to see him. I don't. I don't expect to see Daredevil. Now, what's interesting is that I don't I don't think I would like this per se, but I can see the MCU using Matt Murdock more than Daredevil. When different heroes are going through different issues and they need representation, oh we've got a superpowered representative right here that can help us. You know, and and, and that's so you would see Matt Murdock probably make Who's a character that I can think of that kind of shows up in like a lot of movies and is kind of there and you see that person the only person I can think of Misty Knight from the Netflix series she was in every I'm pretty sure she was in every episode not episode but like season of each show even uh Claire, the the, uh, the 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 nurse lady chick, whatever her, she was in like, you would see her all the time, and each of the shows. Um, so I would see, you know, Matt Murdock probably would have that kind of role. He would pop up in various movies, and even the TV shows. Some of the TV shows I can imagine seeing him, where he's just like the lawyer. I don't. I mean, things could change. I haven't seen anything that says we're going to give Daredevil a show in the MCU, his own show or his own movie in the MCU. 
He could do some team-ups. You know, some random team-ups with different heroes. That could happen. Um, But he's a New York hero. Just like Spider-Man. Just like the Defenders, basically. And, you know, so... I kind of like his MCU debut. Eh, but it's not really MCU debut because he's already at the MCU with the Netflix shows. But it's nice to see him kind of be alongside Spider-Man in some capacity. Um, You know, so I'm excited about this development. I, I loved him. Great actor, did a great job. His, that seat, that first season of Daredevil was uh, excellent. The second one was very good. Third one was good. You know, it, he um, he he was just phenomenal in in that that whole thing. They did a great job with him, and I think, um, you know, if if it works out, if this. I don't, you know, no one really knows though. I haven't seen anything specific like, is he going to be a costume? How many scenes did he do? Is it just a cameo where he shows up? You know, um, is his stuff, whatever his appearances in the movie, is that a sign of what his role would be moving forward in the MCU? There's a lot of different things, you know. The next, I, I would like to see all of the Netflix. Uh, characters show up. You know, the heroes. I would like to see Luke Cage. I would like to see Jessica Jones. I would like to see... I would like to see a better improved Iron Fist. You know, there are a lot of... You know, the Punisher right now is going through some stuff. A lot, a lot of fans want to... Want Marvel to change the logo for the Punisher. I, I, I'm not going to talk about that. But, you know, Punisher in there would be great, too. You know, there's a lot of different things that I would love to see. I would love for Marvel to be able to use the Runaways in some capacity. Um, Cloak and Dagger in some capacity, you know. Um, so, I, you know, I would love to see those TV heroes either get more TV stuff or pop up inside of the different movies. And with the multi-universe happening, all of these different events and everything, you know, you you could get... If if Marvel really wanted to try to up what they did in Endgame, having all of these heroes from all these different places combine and come to fight this big, giant battle, you want to up the stakes on that. You bring in all of those TV show heroes alongside the new Avengers, whoever they may be, and, you know, all of these new heroes, you know, Fantastic Four is going to be there. X-Men is going to be there. Daredevil is going to be there. You know, all, uh, you know, all of these different heroes could show up. And that would be crazy, you know. Um, <clears throat> but I hope, I hope this is a recurring theme where Marvel starts plucking up all of those TV show stars and TV show heroes and, you know, start placing them either inside of current TV shows that they're putting out on Disney Plus or, you know, give them new shows or put them in movies, you know, something, 
You know, I'd like to see all of these heroes out here, you know, doing this and doing that and helping each other, you know, um, crossover events, you know, and this and that. They could do a lot, you know, and they own the rights to all of these different characters and properties. So they they would never really go stale with an assortment of heroes. That's the thing. The MCU could really go on for years and years and years. Like, you know, <clears throat> when Peter Parker is finally, when it's finally time for Tom Holland to say bye and it's time to move on, then they can do a movie or something, you know, like Tony Stark with Peter. Now Peter with Miles Morales, you know, and then you set up a new set of movies and Miles Morales is in there and you got this and that. So, I mean, you could just on and on and on and on and on. There's so many heroes to choose from. Um, and so many ways to establish them. You know, they already have little replacements. Like Ironheart is going to be a little Iron Man series, you know. And, you know, so you're going to have a lot of different things to work with. <clears throat> you know, we're having another Captain America. You know, we saw in the in Endgame, you know, basically Sam got the... He was knighted as the next captain, you know. Or at least he got the shield. You know, so I mean... There's so many different ways that that this could go. So use the library of heroes that you have, Marvel, and you know they will, because um, that's how the MCU started. You know, the MCU started with a bunch of heroes that weren't really popular, but that's all that Marvel had. Marvel gave up the rights to their most popular heroes. You know, they gave up X Men. They let go of Fantastic Four. They you know, Spider-Man, you know, all of these heroes that they sold off to try to stay afloat, you know, so when it came to the MCU, they had to rely on, you know, heroes that were somewhat popular, but before then, you didn't really, you know, like, you, oh, Iron Man, what? Hulk. Hulk was probably, you know, he was more popular because, I mean, maybe because from his TV show in the 70s, um, you know, but for the most part, a lot of the Avengers that we saw, we didn't really know much about them. Now they're more or less household names, you know, whereas Spider-Man was a household name for a long time. I mean, he, <clears throat> uh, he, you know, his first TV show came out in the 60s, you know, so from there, almost every decade... There was some kind of Spider-Man show on TV. So you, you know, it's, oh, that's Spider-Man. That, okay, we know about him. You know, so, uh, but yeah. So those are the two updates. Let me know which one uh, you were more interested in. Um, <sighs> yeah, I can't wait for this movie to come out. I, I, I can't wait to see all of these different people. And I, I'm just so curious as to how they're going to fit everybody in there. Um, but, you know, we'll see. And, uh, yeah, all right. We'll get to the outro and, uh, and we'll go from there. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. If you want more, make sure you follow my uh, podcast here on whatever platform you're listening to. I don't know where you're at, really. Um, and, you know, check out my website, dullinell.com. And follow me on Twitter. 
I'll be tweeting Spider-Man stuff and 76ers stuff and other random stuff. Stuff, right? What is that web fluid made out of anyway? Stuff? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Keep swinking.